All right, welcome into the Dolphin Business Action Planning Podcast, the podcast for small business owners and entrepreneurs in New Zealand. Each week, we bring you real stories from small business owners who are making a difference in their communities and industries. We believe that running a small business is one of the most rewarding and challenging things you can do, and we're here to help you navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship with practical tips, inspiring stories, and actionable advice. We'll give you clarity when running your business. So today, we're going to be introducing critical thinking. So... What is that? Dean, take it away. The uh, longtime right. uh, operator and founder of Dolphin Business Action Planning Limited, critical thinking. What is it? <clears throat> what does that mean? Well, it's a um, <clears throat> it's a thing I studied at Varsity. Actually, it's a whole paper that we studied, and um, <clears throat> what it does is, is helps you to identify problems um, and solve them. And I, which I know sounds sort of obvious, but um, what they've done is they've broken down critical thinking into, oh, I don't know, half a dozen different parts. And if you analyze each part, which we'll go through, um, it helps you to break down critical thinking and how you can do it. How you can apply it in your business and, and to your staff. <clears throat> it's not just you, but to your staff as well. Um, so basically, critical thinking is the ability to objectively analyze information and draw a rational conclusion from it. So this um, this this might be useful, I guess, um, in instances where you say you've got a good turnover, maybe your your revenue is looking all right, but you're not, maybe you're not making any money or profit, or or yeah. or there's or is it, there's a recurring problem in the business and you just can't figure out why in your normal day to day. Is it sort of use it for yeah. something like that, or? Yeah, that's right. So you might have a problem with. Um, let's take one thing with one of my clients. Um, they're working as you know flat out really hard uh it was a building firm and uh they're just not making the profit margins that they needed to make on each job but that's all very well to sort of jump to conclusions that's one thing about critical thinking is that it's really easy without critical thinking to um just jump to conclusions that look obvious to you you've got to stop doing that you've got to drill down more into what's happening in your business so um what happened with these guys was that we looked at the um, material costs and the markups and they they met my benchmarks for profitability so that was good uh, we knew there were no waste there was no wastage because um, we, we keep stock uh, so we can see in the uh, software that you know the um, stuff is being used properly so the only other thing that was left was um, uh, in this situation was uh, labor so we went through all the labor costs for doing these jobs. Um, some of these are quite big jobs. And we soon found as we were going through, the guys that were working on the jobs, uh, we were paying them wages. They char we're charging them out for the right amount of hours. Everything looked fine. But then you see there are quite a few, because it's a large company, um, there are a few apprentices in there. And um, they need to um, learn on the job, but we can't often not all the time, but often we can't charge them out because they're not doing anything productive, you know? Um, yeah. So when you go through and you look at the labor costs, you realize that, oh, there's a hell of a lot of hours there that we've overrun on, but that's because um, they're just observing, you know? It's quite a common one. So you're, so yeah, okay, so you're paying out for that, but not charging for it. Yeah. And that that's actually called analytical thinking. That's one subset of um, critical thinking. Um, and we'll go through a few more, but yeah, you're right. So that was one really good one 
a good way of um, using it in your in your work um, situation. It's just to stop and drill down, you know. Um, yeah, it's almost like finding that'll... the true cause of something. It'll help you do that, right? Like the actual root cause. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And the good thing is it helps you for next time too. It's not just a one-off. Nine times yep. out of ten, you think, "Oh, thank God you you discovered that," because um, now every other job we do from now on, I'm going to make sure that doesn't happen again or whatever. You know, try and fix yep. the problem. Yeah. Okay. So it's cool. worth a lot of money to you to just stop, stop and think and and drill down through. Yeah. So that that's um, analytical thinking. That's one part of it. Another yep. one is good communication. Good communication is a, is another part subset of critical thinking. Um, And that's getting people to share their ideas uh, and information with you. So um, gather the information that that you think might be used uh, to make the correct decision. So it's getting them to talk um, in certain situations, you know, rather than you doing all the talking. um, Invite invite them with questions um, to, Mm. you know, um, tease tease it out of them. there are a few a few other things here, like I'm thinking of. That's another one is um, ask thoughtful questions. Is one thing they say too. Mm. So that means um, you get your the people working for you to um, go through the whole scenario of this of a potential job with you. And um, I've done this in meetings with clients, um, and we have the uh, supervisors sitting there. And because this is quite a big job, and we don't want it to go awry, you know, we want to do a good job so that we get more work out of these these people. Building retirement homes, it's a big, big deal in New Zealand. Um, and we want to keep doing it, you know. So, um, yeah, so just taking the supervisors and that through some of the scenarios that they'll be up against and get them to take take us through that, get them to talk yeah. about it. And, yeah, that's um, so I, yeah, I totally appreciate the value of gathering information as well. So, obviously, on the software development side, historically, you've seen a lot of products where tech guys see a gap in the market and they solve a problem from a tech angle, but they don't actually take the time yeah. to gather information from people that are actually going to be using it and design a solution in a way that actually works. Um, yeah. So totally appreciate that, you know, usability or UX. And then one other thing that I've found um, can be helpful just on a really simple sort of like micro level is sometimes when uh, people ask me questions uh, people that report to me ask me questions about how to do something or what should we do or whatever. Just simply return straight back. What do you think? What do you think yeah. we should do? Yeah. Um, and then yeah, you can that, get a bit more information that way too. Yeah, no, that's good. And that has another connotation too, eh, where it's another it's another benefit really is um, it shows that uh, you care about them. <laughs> You're thinking, you know, um, what they say and do makes a difference to you, the boss. So that yep. makes them feel valued and therefore yep. more productive. So that's another one. But was that was in one of our previous um uh podcasts. But no, you're right. Another yep, one is sure. um another one is actually some of these are hard to digest because <laughs> you're sitting there yourself and you're the owner of this business. Um open-mindedness, just keep an open mind because um all our previous education, our life experiences, you know, they leave our leave their mark on us. They leave a mark on our our biases and how we think. So what you want to do is acknowledge that fact and um, just try and keep an open mind. So when you're talking to these supervisors and, and your staff, all your staff, um, listen to what they say and don't just cut them off at the knees or shut the ideas out of your mind. Just 
a lot of it might be rubbish, but um, you know, you just might find a little gem in there to um, that you could use. Because you know, that I've found myself with some of my clients that um, when we talk to their supervisors, or even their staff down at the coalface, because they're at the coalface on a particular job or whatever, um, they often have the best solutions, the best ideas, because they're facing it all day, every day. You know, so we always try and listen to them. Um, yeah, and that's how much of that? How much of that comes down to just asking questions and then actually just waiting for the people to finish what they're saying as well? Is that you know, even just from yeah. like a conversational dynamic perspective? <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I know in my family it's pretty hard. A large Irish Catholic family, eight people. Um, you never finish a sentence because someone talks over the top of you. So you got to be really fast. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> I know you're right. <laughs> yeah. So um, no, that's totally it. You've just got to bite your tongue and um, let them speak. Um, yeah. Okay. Because one of the things you can do when you're doing that is talk to various staff and you'll find some staff actually do have they actually do have the ability to correctly analyze a problem and work on um, a solution to to fix it on a, on, on a solution you know um, not everyone can do this it sounds easy but most people um, it's, there's a critical path of thinking there and not in my opinion not everyone has it not anyone possesses it um, apparently um, I don't not not sure about this because I've never actually done it, but they tell me that you can learn it. Uh, your staff can learn critical thinking, um, all the aspects of it. Um, but you'll find that some of your staff are already there. They already know how to think that way because of their upbringing. I don't know quite why. But um, yeah, you want to encourage those people um, if you can. And I look at another one, another subset of this is to analyze the uh i've done this with several of my clients that um the work that the work that the higher paid people you're trying to get value so the work that the higher paid people in some of these organizations are doing is it productive you know is it giving you a return or um not and you find that when you analyze some of their processes they've just drifted it's not their fault they've just drifted into doing a whole lot of sort of i don't know admin type stuff that someone else could do if you just stopped, reflow charted the processes, um, the process gave those admin tasks to someone else who you pay a lot less and they can handle that, frees up your top staff who you're paying big money to, to actually get on with the productive stuff, the stuff that's going to make you money. That's another um, thing we've found. So, you know, there are all these aspects to critical thinking and it's. How would you, just, how would you identify some of that well, stuff with your senior staff? Um, well, you, well, the, the process itself, you'd go through it with, you have to sit down with them and, and flow chart their, their process with them. And they won't know, they won't know what they're doing. What I mean is they won't know that they're doing unproductive stuff until you start writing it down with them. And this has been something I've found it's, um, myself personally and, and my clients where all this other dumb stuff you're doing, all the unproductive stuff or whatever. And I'm talking from experience of myself here. It just leaps off the page at you. This is something I learned at Varsity, actually. When you put stuff, when you write stuff down, when you write it down, um, man, all the idiot, you know, all the dumb stuff you're doing just leaps off the page and you can see it. But why didn't I think of that before? It wasn't until I wrote it down. That's why that flow charting that process with them would identify a lot, um, you know, a lot of those um, 
situations. I remember I, did, I was working with one company and they wanted me to identify their um, their um, critical um, um, C, what are, uh, KPIs, sorry. Their, oh, yeah. their um, KPIs, their key performance indicators. And they had 24 of them and they wanted me to, they wanted to know which ones are any good. And so this yeah. is what's happened. You see, it was a large organization. 24, 24. yeah, that's crazy. So I went through them all with the um, various managers of, of five different departments, went through them all with each each manager. Da, da, da. And then um, eventually I got, because some of them I'd look at and I'd think, oh, that's actually really good. I can, da, da, da. but as you get into it, you realize, oh, actually that's rubbish. <laughs> you know, the information they're relying on there is, it doesn't mean anything. So how mm. can you draw a conclusion from that? So in the end, I came up with three. There were just only three that were actually very good. And that's all they needed, actually, because that that recorded the productivity of all five departments, just these three KPIs. I mean, it sounds silly, but it, it's true. So it's just... Oh, it sounds legit. The, the, the question I would ask there is like, what process did you go through? So you've got 24 in front of you. So sitting down, writing them down and going through them, get that. Yeah. But what hap- what does going through them mean? Like, oh, Okay, so it's it's, again, it's that analytical thinking. It's being okay. able to see a path and where does it lead to, you know? Um, is it a logical conclusion? But you find that when you are looking at some of these things, like how many certificates, um, how many certificates were they producing and and how were they doing that? This is the one thing that for this company, they had to produce these certain certificates. Um, and it was a big deal. There's lots of them coming through all the time. Uh, and so the people producing those certificates were using certain criteria to see whether the certificates were legit or not, whether they should issue them or not, you know. Um, so first of all, we tidied all of those up, went through each one, each individual uh, piece, uh, critical data, um, critical measuring point. And um, you could soon see that the data they were collecting was just rubbish. It didn't apply to to anything or it was ambiguous or, you know, you, you could you could tell it was pretty obvious. So you soon do narrow it down to just a very simple process to get these certificates out, and uh, and then also how many are they doing per person? You can you can time that, so you can see whether if people are slacking or not, or you know. So yeah, okay. Not all staff like to do that, but <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, so I guess that's just breaking it right down as as far as possible, and then potentially applying a bit of creative thinking to it. To go, well, what yeah. does each step mean? What are they? What can we measure? What should we should we be looking at? I guess. Yeah, and when you're when I'm when you're talking to staff, um, what you, the question you just asked, how do you go about it? <clears throat> One of the other things you can do, um, subset of critical thinking, is um, asking thoughtful questions. So you want to ask people who are partaking in this process. Um, don't ask them questions that can just sort of give you a yes or a no. If, if, you, if you can, get them to think about the question. So they need to elaborate on their answer. And that, you'll be surprised how much more information you get out of someone, um, out of this process, you know, because they're doing it all the time. And they they just think that things are easy. Like, yeah, they just, they just do it. But they don't realize that in doing that, this affects this and then something else and something else. So, yeah. Just Can you give us an example of, of, of those uh, either, you know, one, one that is, uh, say open ended and one that isn't. Um, 
Well, I suppose with a process, you would say, well, um, not you wouldn't say sort of, um, um, does it, uh, you know, do you do this process every day or something? And just say yes. You'd say, um, well, how how do you do this process? What is it? What's what's it made up of? What's the what data do you collect to actually input that into your process? Tell tell yeah. me about it. Take me through the process. You you talk me through it, and I'll you know I'll listen. Sort yeah, of thing. cool. So, That'd be one way to do it. And um, reflective questions is another one. That's another thing you can do is get them to reflect and evaluate the work that they have done themselves. So um, when they're working through these processes, you might have worked through it with them and corrected a few things, then get them to actually take you back through the corrected version to, to reflect on what you've just been talking about. And you'll be surprised that, you know, they might have they might come up with something else and say, oh, no, no, actually, that's not right. That's, you know, I thought it was, but now I realize going through this process, it's not. So let's change that. So that, that's another, that reflective idea is a good one too. Yeah, because um, I feel like that's continue... not something that's done, right? Often, not many people are like to do a lot of reflection in, in business or personal life. So that's probably just no. a good exercise too, yeah. Well, I tell you a practical, a practical one of those, apart from going through processes with people, and is just yourself. Um, I've found, and I always tell my clients this: is every time you write an email, um, read it right through two or three times. Make sure you've got the grammar right. You know, um, you know, it, and it makes sense because um, that's a common thing, isn't it? Um, mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong. I, I believe good process is, and I've been told this, I didn't make this up, I was told this by experts, that just get it out of your head. Type it. Just boom, type it up. Just get it out of your head. There's nothing yeah, wrong yeah. with that. And it'll, and it'll be rubbish. But all the little ideas and things you've captured, just get it out onto paper. Then there's a second and third uh, refinement process you've got to go through, but a lot of people skip that step. So the stuff they've yeah. just chucked out of their brain, they send that off. Well, you know, yeah, if, they me, if you want my clients... Yeah, if you're one of my clients or you, or if you worked for me, you can't do that. You've got to go back over it, check it two or three times. And when you're really happy, um, um, you know, you can send it. i tell you what I actually do. It, it's really weird. I don't, I'd love to, someone to advise me on this, a psychologist or something. Um, when you, I always type my emails up in a Word document first. And when I see it in that medium, I pick out certain things, you know, grammar or whatever. Uh, also, the spell check helps and the grammar thing helps. That, that helps as well. But then I just swipe all that, copy it, and paste that into my email app. And then I read it again. And when it's in a different environment like that, that's pretty weird, you pick up a couple of um, silly things you've missed or whatever. Yeah. Or even their spell yes. checker might pick up a, a comma a comma that should be somewhere or whatever, and you go, oh, yeah, actually, that sounds way better like that, you know. Oh, for sure. So I think my average exporting to PDF is like three or four times per document because I export it to PDF, I give it a quick look, yeah. and it's always three or four, yeah, just being in that different format, your eyes can pick it up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, I mean, look, another aspect of this, um, this is, these are tricky things. You know, they don't just happen overnight. I know I've said it before, but it's a process of continue, continual evalu evaluation. Um, you can um, take these things that we're talking about and practice them, and you will get better at it. Um, 
like I say, good communication was one of them. Creative thinking is another one. You can um, encourage some of your staff to think more creatively um, about how they're doing a process. It's not just explaining it to you. Oh, this is how I'm doing it now. I mean, good on you. That's great. We, we need to know that. But then um, get them to go back over and ask you, explain how it possibly could be done better. Have they noticed anything? Um, you know, one of them was a, a manufacturing company. I mean, I was uh, um, working with and um, one of their processes was, uh, was a machine that had to vibrate and it moved these these little copper things up this up this arm so that they could spot weld them and they're little fuse ends for fuses and um, they could spot weld them and did it and it went along it was a whole process down the line but um the, the person using it uh didn't didn't tell us they didn't say anything that the connection between the vibrator thing and this this um, um strut that we that that um, sends the, the the fuses up the strut the connection between them had broken so the thing's vibrating flat out and the strut's not even vibrating with it. So she's pushing these things up the strut with a screwdriver by hand, <laughs> you know, even while this thing is, is um, vibrating right next to it. Sort of but it wasn't until we sort of got them together and we walked around and looked at all the processes and, and, and tried to encourage people to think strategically about, think more critically about what they're doing, um, that these things came to light. So we just got yeah. the engineer got the engineer in the factory, welded it back up, boom, back in business. We And that particular company, just by using critical thinking, really, um, looking at all the problems and solving them, in a single year, we doubled the sales and we tripled production. And these, this is a company that made little steel things, lots of different little steel things with about 25 different machines making all sorts of separate things. Um, but just, yeah, all the stuff we talk about, this critical thinking, open-mindedness, getting the staff to be more creative, uh, listening to them, not talking over them. Um, yeah, it really okay. made a huge difference. And then so do you, is there anything that someone can sort of practice or implement on a daily basis or weekly basis or something, something really simple bite-sized um, that could be a way to start doing this? Um. I think it's a hard one if um, my personal view is some people have the ability because of maybe their upbringing or something to think critically um, anyway, you know. So they can improve by working on these um, techniques that we've talked about here. Um, but someone who probably doesn't tend to think that way uh, can practice. They can start using some of these um, things. They might work on one or two things to start with, um, like just the materials and the labour and, you know, when a job costing is not up to scratch. Uh, just stop and stand back and go through the three or four components that they know could affect that GP, not just jumping to, um, you know, jumping to a conclusion that's actually wrong. Um, mm. So that's one thing they could do is that they really need to look into themselves this is why this is not pleasant sometimes because you know you're asking people to um look at themselves and, and and pick out your own faults and then try and solve them but you you know you should do it that's something they could do um is practice that okay great well i think so that's, that's pretty much all we've got time it, really? for yeah yeah um so yeah well, just that's all thanks got. to everyone out there for listening as well um keep sending in your questions um we love reading them 
Uh, this should be available through our both of our LinkedIn profiles um, on Spotify um, and Buzzsprout. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Cheers. Yeah. Bye.